It's very important that you begin interacting with your baby in a way to ensure they develop and can achieve their maximum potential. This is important to implement from day one and throughout their early years, whilst their brains are still developing. In this episode, I speak with Elizabeth Agrippides, a paediatric physical therapist, teacher and also a mother of two. Elizabeth helps parents with their children's physical development and we talk about why encouraging movement is so important to your baby's brain development. I'm infant massage instructor Helen Thompson. Hello and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. Being a parent for the first time is challenging and changes your life in every way imaginable. To help ease your transition into parenthood, I aim to offer supportive, holistic approaches and insights for mums of babies aged four weeks to 10 months old. My goal is to assist you to become the most confident parent you can and smooth out the bumps along the way. This podcast is brought to you by My Baby Massage. So let's do this together. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please contact a medical practitioner if you are concerned or have any medical issues. Hi Elizabeth and welcome to First Time Mum's Chat. I've been really excited about interviewing you today because I know you've got a lot of knowledge on paediatric and physical development for babies and for mums. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Helen. I'm excited too. So can we start by just getting you to introduce yourself and telling me a little bit about what you do? Sure. My name is Elizabeth Agrippides. I live in the United States. I live in Texas and I am a pediatric physical therapist and I am a teacher. I don't teach currently, but I I have. I've taught general physical education and then uh, children with special needs education. And then I'm also a mother of two. And sometimes that tends to be the most qualifying factor when you put these things into practice. So I work for myself now and I I love it because I get to help moms uh, when they need me, how they need me and early development, just helping with whatever is at that stage without having to wait for someone else to agree. So that's what I'm doing right now. Wow. So you've got a lot of experience there in the brain development side then. So yeah, you know a lot about the brain development. So can you tell me a bit about brain development? Sure. So um, what I was going to talk about today is how you can help to build your baby's brain. And I know that sounds a little maybe generic. And so I wanted to talk about how movement is the key and the foundation to all areas of development. Mm, So movement is, is just super important until you've seen it happen when they don't have the movement along the different stages. Um, I don't think you know, it's as clear how important that is. And so all areas of development, by that I mean, there's the body, you have strength and flexibility, and then there's the sensory system, which includes all everything else. But sensory kind of drives the motor, but motor, which is movement, drives the cognitive, like the learning and the brain. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, that movement activities build that brain structure. 
the practical side of what I'm saying is that a lot of moms sometimes get stressed out about if they're doing things right. And then mm-hmm. if the baby's yep. doing things right. And then what if my baby doesn't like certain things? Am I messing them up or how important is that? You know, it's kind of this, yeah, yeah. this gray area. And then I've seen, you know, a lot of mom guilt and stuff come in there. You know, I'm sure you, <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah. about. I've done a lot of childcare development because I come from a childcare background and also I sort of know about brain gym as well and, and the importance oh, yeah. of movement. So yes, I, I'm very aware of what you're talking about, but I know that first time moms may not be. Right. So that's what I see too. Is, and what I like to do is take these kind of complex things, then break it down to mm-hmm. what does it mean and what can I actually do about it? So that's where I like to live. And so it's more helpful to people that way. So I was going to say a little bit about the baby's brain that how at birth it has like a hundred billion connections already. And that all these connections are going to keep expanding. It's almost like uh, Facebook. So you message someone and then they message 50 friends and they message 50 friends. And so it's the brain is kind of like that. If you, you form a connection and then you repeat it, you repeat it, repeat it, it just grows and grows and grows. Mm-hmm. And so the other part of that is that those connections can actually be lost and like pruned away if they're not used. And so that's why there's so much talk about cognitive development and do this for your baby. That's why it's because you want to keep those connections forming. And so what they need is opportunities to move so they can learn. They learn by trying things and then succeeding and by failing. And when they're trying different movements and different things, the failure is as important as the success, whether it worked or not, because you have certain brain structures that that's their whole purpose. So your cerebellum, for example, it's supposed to be able to do that for you. So that's when it's developing is when they try things and it's like, oh, that didn't work. Oh, I fell over. Mm, I've got to try again. I got to try again. That's a lot of information. So it has to be woken up. A lot of these toys that you see, a lot of times moms, you know, come to me, we work on that. What toys do I get? Because there are so many out there, aren't there? It's a bit daunting. Yeah. Have you noticed that they all say all these amazing things that they do on the box? You know, it creates creates this and that. And in the brain, they say that a lot on the boxes. And so the mom's like, okay, I'm going to get the toy. The toy might be great and it might not be great. But the Mm -hmm. thing that makes the baby develop is their interaction with the toy. So the toy by itself is not going to do all these amazing things right? But the baby trying things on the toy, that's what their brain and their body and everything starts to get organized. So what can you actually do about this? So my first thing is to give them the opportunity to succeed and to fail, right? So they have to have that opportunity. Floor time, for one, you know, they on the floor. And so I know that there might be some some problems that pop up for people like problem solving. And I'll kind of touch on that in a minute, but just to tell you where, what you can do and giving them the opportunities to where their brain can kick in and then their body and their brain, everything can work together. So floor time, what I mean is on their tummy, on their back Mm -hmm. and their visual system can be engaged. 
and their movement system will be engaged. And then there's other sensory systems, your vestibular, which helps with balance. And all of those things are used and strengthened when the baby is playing on the floor. And I think that when all of this sounds a bit much to people, it doesn't feel like play anymore. And sometimes they feel stressed about, well, what am I actually supposed to do? And what if my baby hates the positions? And, you know, that can really catch people up. What I help people with a lot is the the moms who've been searching already. And then you're spending all this time searching. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to try this one thing. They're There's a lot of stress that gets kind of built up in that kind of situation. And it should still be play. And if the baby hates it, my opinion is that there's some reason that the baby hates it. And then we problem solve through it. I have to always baby led. Would you agree with me saying when you're doing um, things on the tummy or the back to stimulate them, that if they're upset, you just take them away and you give them a cuddle and then you go back to it. Would you agree with that? I, I agree with that. I, I tend to use the term like guided, right? So it's yes. baby led in the fact of if they're not, there's like a state we call quiet alert state. It's an actual. Yes, I'm aware of that one. Mm-hmm. Right. So if the baby is not in a quiet alert state, they're not really open to learning at yes. that moment. And it doesn't mean don't put them on their tummy on your chest. It doesn't mean don't do anything. It's just not the optimal, they might be hungry, they might be tired, yes. they might be um, annoyed or sick or something. And so if they're not really in that state, it kind of goes along with what you're saying, baby led, they are just not going to be receptive to whatever you're doing. And that can feel like a failure to the mom, right? I always say in baby massage, the quiet alert state, it's where I say to moms that that's when to massage because if you're massaging them when they're not in that state, they're not going to enjoy it. They're not going to get the benefit from it. So that's that's basically what you're saying here. You, if you're trying to stimulate your baby when they're not in that state, they're not going to be able to enjoy what you're teaching them when their brain just isn't going to work. Yeah. Right. It can be over or under and it, it's almost like it's shut off. And there, there's some cues that babies give you that I teach on, like kind of how yeah. to watch for their feedback. But when I say you guide the baby, right? So if you you want to work on rolling, for example, and they're in that quiet alert state, you want to baby led, meaning if they're interested in a certain toy and it's to the right and they're looking at it, you don't want to be so methodical that you're like, we're working on rolling to the left right now. They have to look left, yes. right? And I'm not trying to make fun. We get so in our heads sometimes, but it has to be so specific. Yeah. But if the baby's looking to the right, that's a perfect opportunity to work on that rolling yeah. um, exercise, going to what the baby's interested in, because then it's going to be happy and yes, it's going absolutely. to be smooth. And then they might even help you. And then that's a more... Um, open to learning kind of opportunity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think uh, the trouble comes in when the baby hates tummy time or the mom, sometimes there's even been a negative relationship with the Mm -hmm. position already created. And so then anything that they try doesn't work. And so sometimes they're right. Like it's not working and it needs a little bit of tweaking. It needs a little bit of problem solving. And we might have to back up a little bit. I do workshops on this sometimes. We might have to back off a little bit and reestablish that it it can be a positive, fun situation and they don't have Mm -hmm. to be so stressed and 
and then you build the positive back on. Because I teach a bit of tummy time as well, so I understand exactly where you're coming from to to build on it rather than to force it. If they don't like right. it, just build on that skill and encourage them, but don't force them. If they're really upset, just think, okay, let's try something different. Let's try a different tactic, get them involved in something else. Yeah, would you? Right. Yeah, I agree with that. But I wanted to say another way that you, what you can kind of do about this whole creating their brain thing is your time with them. So the time that they're with you, the way that you interact is Mm. really important as well and being present. And so for the baby, think it's way simpler than what we think usually. You know, we have all these thoughts about what could be the problem for them. It's pretty simple, you know? So if, if this is your time to be with them, so it looks like 20 minutes, let's just say, try to be present in that 20 minutes. So I, I teach moms, you know, we take the stress out of it a little bit. It's like the dishes, they can wait a little bit. Yes, you know, yes. it, it, it's, it's very important time. You know, you're basically creating who they're going to be day by day. That's how important you are in this relationship is you're creating who this little person is going to be. And so when you're creating their brain, you know, and their interaction with you is, is going to make them who, who they are. There's so much dyslexia these days when they're older mm-hmm. and, and ADD and ADHD, and it's not diagnosed very young. It doesn't really show up until uh, school age, right? But my kids are 11 and 7 now. And so their friend, I mean, there's just so much of it. I did a little bit of research on it. And so I do know for sure that premature babies, and if they have a decreased birth weight, they're more at risk for these diagnoses later in life. And so even if your baby wasn't in that category, right, you need to nurture their brain from the beginning mm-hmm. yeah, very absolutely. purposefully, right? You're setting them up for success. So if you knew that doing these things, maybe you don't feel like it, maybe you're tired, right? But doing this just little bit of time and being present with them and lowering your stress about another task that you might have would set this baby up for so much more joy and success and less difficulty later, of course you would do it, right? We don't always see the connection now to later. I know from a childcare background, but I know sometimes first time moms might not know the answer to this. So you're talking about the connection with your baby's brain and how to develop it. But what kind of things would you do to connect with your baby's brain I mean I know you've got the facial expressions communication laughing and talking with your baby and I love mirror play so what what are some of the things we could do to support the mom I had a couple things listed but the floor time that I was mentioning when I say floor time I guess that can be kind of vague you know but mirrors are great and music toys that are not too overwhelming blocks with simple colors on them things things that they can interact with, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's not too challenging. It's not too easy, but things that they can practice doing and then yes. see the result of like what their body movement would do. So like if they're floor time and they're trying to bat something with their hand, they see the result of like moving. And so when they move their hand, their brain's like, oh, yes, I did yep. this mm. and I get the feedback of hitting the thing. And then it makes this really fun sound. So then it's like a reinforcement. Yeah, yeah. But when I said number two was their time with you, I feel is more important 
make the interaction with the toys, right? We have these fancy toys, which I love, right? But I recommend turning the TV off when it's your playtime mm-hmm. because it's very distracting. So if you think of it that way, their little baby brain who just came out is getting all this conflicting input and information. It can overstimulate, which is not in our optimal like state to learn. And then they can get cranky and then you're, oh, they hate this. I don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. They hate the activity. And it's not always that. Right. And we hand them maybe not in a babies, but they get phones and different things when the moms need a break. But the mom sometimes doesn't know what to do, because if the baby's overstimulated, they can take that as the baby doesn't like tummy time. I don't know how to do it or they don't like whatever. And I don't know how to do it. And so here, just hold this. But actually, that's going to have the opposite effect. That's So I'm all about balance. You know, I'm not saying don't ever give your you know two-year-old a phone. But what I'm doing is I'm just teaching you how these connections are made. And then the best way for you to help them is playing on the floor, having them be able to practice things and interact with toys and interact with you. So the facial expressions. And I was just teaching one of my clients this week. I said, do you talk to her with exaggerated kind of happiness? And she was like, Probably not. She's kind of a more reserved, quiet mom. So I did some examples. You know, I was talking to her baby on our Zoom session. And so I'd say, what are you doing? And what is that toy? And show it to me. And so the inflection, and it sounds exaggerated, but the baby sees me and then she was imitating me. Yes, because babies love doing, babies, I said before, they like sponge, imitate what you're saying and you're developing their language. And you're yeah. developing their social skills, which is also to do with the motor development as we're, as we're talking about. So what you're saying is we're doing by interacting and talking with our baby, we're, st- we're developing all those other skills as well, which incorporates the brain development. Right. It all incorporates the brain. The brain is mm-hmm. just learning all the time. Yes. Yeah. Another thing that is, is I think is good is music. Putting on, mm-hmm. it can be your favorite music. It can be their favorite music. And not with the TV and the music toys. So choose like music and then dance around the room with your baby. You know, if mm-hmm. their head control is not there yet, we do safety first. You support their head. But the movement is good. Yeah. And it can be fun. I also have number four on my list was um, touch and massage. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so infant massage, I actually have some articles, references to tell you that massage is directly related to brain development. I can't quote those. I apologize. It encourages them to start the crawling process because as they're lifting their head and as they're sort of lying on the tummy, it's actually teaching them to start that movement of crawling and sort of rolling over. And the most important thing is it helps them lift up their head. So I have whole trainings on each one of these topics that I, so I could, like you said, Mm -hmm. we can talk Mm -hmm. about this all the time. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, (laughs) And I was actually going to mention that at at the end, that if you kind of want more on this topic and a little bit more guidance on it, I have a training that I've titled three ways to increase baby's brain connections today. And so it's this same stuff that I talked about was, is like intro to it, but I've done a few kind of consecutive ones. And so it's just, you can come to my Facebook group. I'll give you the link in a little while. And I'm also doing a free workshop. And so you can continue to follow and get more information on all this. Because what I've seen is a lot of moms are searching 
online, right? You Google, Google's not really your friend, but we think it is. And then they find things and they might not work. And so then they don't know, was it the wrong information? Was it me that I do it wrong? Mm -hmm. My baby, something wrong with them and something's not right. And then, or maybe it just wasn't, maybe that wasn't the most appropriate thing for your, your baby, but you don't know that when you're just doing general searches. And so I'm really hands on and in the Facebook group, they can ask me questions and then I do trainings and I actually have this really cool free workshop coming up on September 14th to 17th. So if you want any more help with the implementation, right? Because all the words, like Helen, you're saying, all the words can sound great. And sometimes it's hard to put them into practice. Mm -hmm. I have whole trainings on tummy time and I have trainings on roll because each thing a mom sometimes thinks that it's independent, right? Of everything else. And it's really not, right? Like the brain gets stronger when they're doing tummy time and their neck gets stronger and their back gets stronger and their vision um, gets finer and their vestibular system is being created. And so it's all these things at the same time that's happening to make your baby also kind of less frustrated, right? They want to move. They want to learn this stuff. Yeah, and it's it's encouraging its play. It's making it playful yeah. for them too, which is really important. Life should be fun and playful. So uh, if somebody wanted to find out more about you and what you do, how would they go about doing that? So if you wanted to join for the workshop, on my website is abilifit.org. So it's A-B-I-L-I-F-I-T.org. And there's a more info on the workshop and there's a sign up sheet and you just enter your name and email and you're in and then you get a, a link will pop up to the Facebook group. If by some chance you find me and the workshop has already finished or you, you find me somewhere else, you can also just join the Facebook. But the website will be the easiest place because I'll, I'll have more workshops coming up. But yeah, if you wanted some more detail on this topic or you want to learn more about the motor skills, the movement, tummy time or rolling, or if you're having some issues with it, you know, I can definitely help with that. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. I've really enjoyed chatting to you. I think we're sort of on a similar page. So I've really enjoyed chatting to you. Yeah. And thank Thank you you for coming onto the podcast. I really enjoyed talking with Elizabeth, who shared some great tips to engage with your little one and to encourage that all-important cognitive development. You've no doubt gathered from other episodes that I'm a big believer in reducing the use of the television when engaging with your little one. And Elizabeth and I are on the same page with this. If you're stuck for ideas or activities, then check out some of my other episodes, such as the ones on Tummy Time, where I shared some ideas and activities that you can do. You may also find my four simple Tummy Time routines freebie of help, which you'll find on the Tummy Time episode pages. I've included links in the show notes to Elizabeth's website, where you'll find information on oncoming workshops and activities. These can be accessed at mybabymassage.net forward slash podcast forward slash zero three four. That's mybabymassage.net forward slash podcast forward slash zero three four. If you're looking for additional help or resources, 
I also run a free Facebook group called First Time Mums Lounge. So please join me and you'll gain access to tips to help you and your baby through the beginning stages of your journey. You can access the group by going to mybabymassage.net forward slash Facebook. mybabymassage.net forward slash Facebook. I also welcome questions, comments and feedback on my podcast episodes. Please feel free to reach out by sending me an email at info at mybabymassage.net info at mybabymassage.net and once again thank you so much for listening.